Hey everyone, welcome back to the Improv TX Comedy Network. If this is your first time checking out the podcast network, we appreciate it. Please head over to your favorite podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, or iTunes, and give the Improv TX Comedy Network a like. And just a reminder, the Improv TX Comedy Network is live on YouTube with all your favorite comedians on the improv stage. All links can be found in the description. And with that, on to the podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Act Out. From open mic to the big stage, comedians tell us how stories are made. But today we have something a little bit different. Not a comedian, even though he's a funny funny dude. dude. He's a funny dude. I have a moment. But a musician that I've known for over 20 years. My best friend in the world Mm -hmm. and just an awesome guy all around. It's so great to have you here. Benjamin Defabaugh. I'm not going to add the N like I always do. I always say Deffenbaugh, and that's not it. So, Benjamin Deffenbaugh, welcome to the show. How oh, are you? That was such a good intro. I want to just hug you. You can't. I'm a table away. <laughs> <laughs> that's too far to too comprehend. Far. How dare you even try too to, far to comprehend. come over here. Ben, we've known each other since we were like 13, 14, 15, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Do you remember what age it was? I remember that me and your brother... We're nerds, and we were doing the lunchroom thing. <laughs> so you worked in the because lunchroom. we were poor, and we need we wanted free food. So actually, you know, my parents gave me seven bucks a week for lunch. I just kept that. <laughs> and did, like, worked in the lunchroom, so I got free lunches. And then I, like, used the seven dollars to, like, buy cigarettes or something. So, like, me and your brother were friends first, and then you came over one time to, like, sell us a Super Nintendo. No, or, no, inverse. Or vice versa. Vice versa. I we sold bought you a Game Super Boy Nintendo. and a Super Nintendo from you. We and got then you were there. You. Yes. And, like, I think you were still kind of, like, a little crippled then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was a little crippled. And I, crippled. I was like, this is no cripple boy funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember coming over to the house because the garage, which was the basement, was so freaking awesome. And we didn't come upstairs. We just went into the garage. Yeah. I remember thinking, this is cool. And I don't remember how that transitioned into a friendship, but I was like, Ben is super cool. I think I found out you were a drummer, maybe. Yeah, well, one that of might the, have been actually how it started. Well, you were written large in my mythology anyhow, because I remember Tyler Pizzuti telling me a story about when you went out and you bought a newspaper from a bin, and then you went down the street and paid to put it in another bin. <laughs> and I was like, why that's would actually, he do that? That's actually still really funny. <laughs> like years later. And that cracked me up, dude. And so with that, you were written large in my mythology already. I was like, this guy's crazy. He's a, he's going to run around and do whatever he wants. He's taking newspapers. He's really bad with his finances, too. And I like it. That makes financially no sense. It really didn't, dude. You lost like 50 cents there. And I got no news out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah no, no news. news no news at all. I met you, like you said, through my brother, Matt, and then... We bought the stuff, but somehow you found out that I played drums. You yeah. were you were kind of jamming with some people around. Uh, that oh I think, yeah, I was. Yeah, I yeah. And then and... jamming with him and somebody else. And you were like, "I need to start a band." And you're a drummer, so here we go. So I came over for band practice, and we were terrible. But we wrote a song called Habafa <laughs> Sedge. We? I remember Habafa Sedge. Habafa Sedge. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, that was the whole song. I can actually play it right now. Do it, do it. Habafa said it up. Blur. Oh. <laughs> that <laughs> that was work. it. What was it? <laughs> yep, that yeah. was it. That was it. Yeah, that was really good. And then it was like, whoo, what? <laughs> yeah, that's totally <laughs> it. What were the lyrics? Who? What? what? When? Something. <laughs> I think the last one was what, boo. It was like Blur uh, song too. We were just trying to do that. Which we actually ended up playing uh, music at a church, which was our first show. And I don't we know. did the 311. Do you remember? It this? was, what was the name of the song? I know um, we did Blur song too. We did God is an Awesome God, which actually rocked. 
we did something else. They kind of like forced us to have other people on stage with us at yeah. that time. So we had like this girl playing bass. And then we had, I don't remember that. yeah, yeah. And then somebody else. So they kind of forced it upon us. Oh, typical, it was weird. But like typical church folks always forces. <laughs> dude, I end up playing drums. You play guitar and sing. We form a band and then we get a third person in the band. His name was Brock. And we played for how many years together with that? Two or three? Brock, man, I guess a couple of years. Yeah. And then time's different than when you're younger. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. It was like, and it was big and there was all this drama and it was ridiculous. <laughs> but it was fun too at the same time. Oh, yeah. We had lots oh, of yeah. punk rock adventures. Pretty I amazing. lived in the punk rock house with the dog poop on the floor. Oh, that was so punk rock. <laughs> <laughs> it's so disgusting. I slept in the saying. corner, the only spot that didn't have dog poop. <laughs> like I swear, like I brushed a, I Ugh. brushed a little corner and like I put a pillow there, and I had like my clothes. I didn't even have any clothes. I didn't need any. I was too punk rock. I like wore the same thing every day for like a month. Well, you were homeless for a time. Well, yeah, it's just like I just slept on people's couches or on the floors for forever man yeah why did why did you make that like you did that you started because oh, it was the cool punk rock thing to do. well and you were like 17 or 18 because you were going to school drunk all right question time what got you into music in the first place where, where did the inspiration was it your father playing bass or oh, was probably but you know what i remember like my cousin my cousin was like super cool he had like 60 inch bottom jeans boots with the fur <laughs> and he skateboarded and he had an electric guitar in his room, and we would go over to his house, and I would play his electric guitar really bad. But, like, when I was a kid, we'd go over to his house, play, like, old-school Nintendo. It was a cool place, but he was cool. He had a guitar, and I'm like, I want to do that. And I think that's where it started. But then, of course, you know, my dad being a bass player, that definitely had to have something to do with it. Yeah, and he 100%. played for the church, too, didn't he? Yeah, for a while. Yeah. Different church. But, but he was actually in a band. Like, didn't he hop on, like, a train no, or something he was, like that? he was super dope. In, like, old classic rock bands, kind of like uh, Allman Brothers kind of stuff, you know what I mean? Mm. But, yeah, when he was a kid, like, hopped trains and went across country just hopping trains. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Playing music, man. But you it makes sense, like, where I get my stubbornness and, and rebellious, rebellious nature from. Yeah. It's like, and why I left my home. I mean, I must just be in, like, the death of all blood or something like yeah. that, you know? So you started playing music. We started playing music. We yeah. formed a band. We were a band for like five or six years. And we went through two iterations. We had our first iteration, which me, you, Brock, and Sheena, because she played the yeah. bass. And then we had the iteration was me, you, Will, and Jesse as yeah. a, a punk ska band. Yeah. So we kept the name. That's the one that did well. Yeah, yeah. We had a lot of fun. Dude. Yeah, yeah. That, like, we great. had a lot of fun. Like I would say that it probably kept us out of trouble. The trouble we got into was kind of like localized to my house or <laughs> your apartment or wherever. You know what I mean? So we, we pretty much stayed out of trouble. We didn't do any hard drugs, so we were good. We just drank a little bit here drank and Drank a lot of it. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a lot of you it. You didn't really do anything yet. No, no, no. I mean, I didn't get into my uh, drug drinks until I got all. older. I, in my mid-20s is when it just all went downhill. Yeah, yeah. So anyhow, play music. We ended up breaking up. It's my fault. I blame me. But you still continue to play music at that point. You still continue to... Like, you weren't in bands or anything no. like that. But you were always kind of solo artisting it. So I was you, trying to. Yeah. And it wasn't very good. Well, what do you mean? It wasn't good at all. Like, I tried doing my own thing, and it was just, just wasn't working. And then eventually, yeah, I just kind of quit music altogether. Really? Mm -hmm. You took a break? I didn't start back up until you moved back down to Texas, and I bought that cheap little acoustic guitar. That was when I transitioned from, like, punk music into, like, acoustic stuff. Right. You changed your style completely. Really? And it still was really bad. <laughs> like, it was really bad for a long time. I think it was only two years ago that it actually started to get... Okay. What? Why do you think it was bad? It was bad. Just the the songs, <laughs> the music. The yeah, because I was like trying to learn a new genre, going from like punk and metal music to you know acoustic and folk music. It just wasn't good. It was cheesy, trying to be something that I wasn't or something. I don't know. 
it was bad. When did you think, you said two years ago it started to get good. What changed? Oh, man, I've just been, like, trying really hard to just get better and better for forever. <laughs> you know, even watching YouTube videos and, like, how to be a songwriter, how to record and all that stuff and just really just trying to be a student of the trade until eventually, like, I started to kind of find out who Tribe and King was, like, who it really is. Like, oh, like, this is me now. Like, mm. it just comes out naturally. Whereas before I was trying to do something that other people were doing, where now it's like, no, this is just what comes out naturally. But still trying to be, like, the best at it. Well, not the best, but trying to be good at it and constantly learning and growing. And then eventually I just started getting a following out of really nowhere. Like, on Spotify and stuff like that, like, it, it does – pretty well and i was like well i mean this is kind of working i'm just going to keep going with with this this like folky singer songwriter almost kind of still kind of indie um and it's been working you started taking singing lessons too at a certain point because you didn't like your voice for a long time because it was bad (laughs) (laughs) i've always loved your voice dude but if you think it was bad it was good like with punk music you know because all you gotta do is like scream and you're good to go yeah but then when i tried to get into like a a genre where you actually need to sing it was oh god it's so bad but yeah like years probably like five five years that i just thought my voice was horrible and now i still don't think it's great yeah but it's like it's dirty and rough but you know what like i've accepted that's just what comes out yeah and i like it finally confident enough to to be okay with it well i remember you performed at the church what was the song glorious day i remember i filmed it they filmed it i just recorded it oh yeah and it's amazing, and like I'd never heard the song before, and so the version of the song I hear is your version of the song, there you go. and I freaking love it. Like it's it's awesome. You called my name. And then in the punk version I did of it. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. With, and the video is cute because you got your daughter in it, like running around doing funny stuff. I love it. And you do work on a lot of content. Like you create a lot. I feel like you release a song at least every couple of weeks. I have you? been. Like the, the goal, at least every month. Right now there's about eight songs ready to go. January 13th, a new song comes out. And then the 27th. Then, yeah, the goal is every two weeks for a while until everything's out. But there's going to be an EP, an acoustic EP. So it's like all stripped down, acoustic only, nothing else. Then there's going to be a re- another EP, and then the full album will release probably like two months after that. This wasn't your first album, though. This is- no, well, no, first full length. There's been two EPs, but it's been all a concept EP. So the album is called Building a Home. And the first EP that came out is called Stone, and a house starts with a stone. The second EP was called Foundation. You took that stone and you made a foundation. With third EP is called Core and Shell, which is the core and shell of the building. And then the last album is going to be the actual home, Building a Home. So Very every nice. EP was a step to the next. To the LP. Yep. To the full length, yeah. Dang, dude, that's awesome. And you're going to play some songs for us here in a little bit. We're going to continue to talk. But, i got two but, new songs, completely unreleased. That nobody's heard before. So why did you go with a concept? Why did what? Where did that come from? Man, I don't know. I just thought it was a really cool idea. So every 
album name, Stone, that word is in one of the songs. So it's not just a concept album, but each one of those words I made sure was actually in that song. So for example, Stone, if you listen to The Mason, it says, you're the Mason on the Stone. Boom, Stone, that's the name of the first uh, EP. And then on the next album, Foundation, in the song The Tide, it says, you're my firm foundation. Boom, Foundation, there it is. And the next EP that's coming up in February, Core and Shell, again, that phrase is in one of the songs. And so I just wanted it to be more, I don't know, I wanted a lot of extra thought into it. it. Does every song correlate to the building of the house, or are they their own things and just have lyrics in them? I mean, kind of. Yes and no. Wait, what are you, what are you looking for? I need chapstick. Oh, well, chop it up? Edit that out. Yeah. Or keep it in. No, no, I'm keeping it. This is actually going to be the, what I use for the clip right here. So it's actually... Um, chapsticking. The next album is going to be called Pumpkin Spice. Pumpkin Spice. <laughs> so Because the house has been built, <laughs> and now, now it's we, time for turkey dinner. Now we can be... Ladies in the fall, <laughs> and just sit there with our coffee, holding it with two hands. Oh, yeah. Spice. So you got the concept album. You've been going out and playing quite a bit. Have yeah. you been playing live shows? How's that going? It seems to go great. Man, sometimes, you know, you play shows and nobody knows who you are and you're at a restaurant and you're just playing for three hours and you're playing originals and you're playing cover songs and you're kind of like musical wallpaper where like nobody's really listening. Yeah, that's fine. You know, it is what it is. And those ones you're just kind of doing for for money, and you might get a couple couple new fans out of it. But then there's other times where you play like really special places, and it's just this beautiful moment where people are there to listen to you specifically, and that's why you do it, man. Like I played a show at the Arlington Music Hall the other day, and it was just incredible, man. It's like that's that's why you do it. Yeah. And then you got those other filler shows that are just kind of there, but they're also kind of special too. I've had a couple times where like there was literally maybe like 15 people there. And not even all of them were listening, like a restaurant or something like that. Fifteen people, and there was one table, and they were the only ones listening. And I actually ended up being really special because I got to build a bond with those that that one table, right? Know? Which is more special and intimate than playing a show with like you know, a thousand people, like at a church or something. Well, dude, it's crazy that you mentioned that because we're typically a comedy podcast, but we wanted to do something special here and try something different. But like, it's kind of like going to open mic in a way. Like, open mic is a place that you're. You're going to fail most of the time. Ninety percent of the time, you're going to fail. You know what Just I mean? Just trying to get it out. And but that's the thing is you. It's John Mulaney said. He goes, the first ten of anything is terrible. Just get through it. Yeah. And then keep creating, and then it's going to get better and better and better and better. And so it just correlates so well to open mic because it's it's hard, dude. It's hard to be kind of in a place doing something ignored. Oh, now, open mic is five minutes at a time. You're doing it for three hours. Yeah, sometimes it's three hours. Yeah. That's insane. How do, how do you mentally deal with that where you're like, no one's listening? like, Or do you just get into it and go, I'm playing and like this is what we're doing? Yeah, sometimes, man, I just you know accept the fact that no one's listening. So I just start to wing it. So instead of actually doing a song that I would normally do it in that structure, you know what? Like, let's try something else, and I'll just flow with it sometimes. Which yeah. actually, sometimes that's how I realize that's actually how I want the song to be done. Because like, wow, whenever I was just winging it, it sounded beautiful like that. Yeah. But then even then, if there's even like one or two people listening, it's still special. Like it always is. And you ever think about putting a band behind you again? Yeah, hey, I'm actually in the process of doing so, it. So you're going to have like, what are you looking for, four piece or Yeah, piece? I'm doing triads right now. I got a couple folks that are trying out on keys. I'm looking for keys, drums, bass, and a potentially electric guitar. And really, that's all I really need. But you're going to be in control of this situation. Yeah, so. it'll still be me as the, the head guy, but mm-hmm. you know, um, I want a full committed band and Got a couple folks I'm actually excited to, for them to try out and see what happens. But So that way, sometimes I'll be able to still play solo like I normally do. Other times, it'll just be like me and a keys player or me and the drums. And then other times, it'll be full band. Because right now, I produce everything by myself, and I produce it as if it's a full band. When I go and play, it's all acoustic. I want to be able to do both. Yeah, that would be awesome, dude. That would be killer. But that's also why I'm putting out that acoustic EP 
because for the people that haven't seen me live, you can listen to just the acoustic stuff. But like, hey, this is how it sounds live. Do you think playing for the church? Uh, we mentioned that earlier uh, helped you because you oh, were yeah. you were kind of like you auditioned for that, and then they would be like, "Well, we're playing two uh, keys down," and you're like, "What the heck does that mean?" I guess. Oh, yeah. So what what was that experience? Big time. Like? You know, I don't play for the church right now, and I'm not saying I wouldn't, but I just don't right now. But man, like. The guy that runs at Cal Sherman and just being on that band helped me out tremendously to learn music theory and honestly to get myself not to be afraid of being in front of people because I just was afraid to be. You were afraid? Of, oh, big time, dude. That's shocking. Oh, because, were yeah. you afraid when we played as kids? I don't remember ever being mm-hmm. afraid. Nope, I wasn't. What do you think changed? Something, something's weird. Like when you're a kid, like you just literally don't care. Yeah. And then you become an adult and it's like you care again. <laughs> <laughs> like, do but, people like me? But then meanwhile, I was like, why do I care? give a crap what people think about me? But yeah, like you get older and you're worried about like, People criticizing you because adults, that's what they do. They criticize. And then now, like, I really don't care. Number one, I'm confident enough now. I also recognize the fact that music is subjective. And no matter how good you are, there's still going to be people that don't like it anyways, right? Mm -hmm. So there's that. But now I really just don't care. Like, I'm good. Like, I might get nervous for a little bit, but then I'm, I'm fine. And you collaborate too. You collaborate with your wife. Other people have come and gone in kind of the, the tribe and king. Yep. But like, you're good at collaborating. You're good about bringing people in and saying, oh, I love hey, that. Let's, let's work together on this. It's one of my favorite things because, like, tribe and king, you know, you hear tribe and king, you would think there's two people. Two people. No, nope, that's me. <laughs> um, but it's always been like there's a tribe of people, like, of community that have that are musicians. They might not be a part of tribe and king, but they come in and there's every single song has somebody else in it. Yeah. Whether somebody comes in and like does keys, or does background vocals or something. There's always one person that comes in and does something. So where did the name come from, Tribe and King? So Tribe and King is, um, so Benjamin is one of the first 12 tribes. So that's where my name is Benjamin. So Tribe, there you go. And then King for King of Kings. So, you know, if I'm up there playing by myself, it's me and him. So I'm not a Christian band. By no means am I trying to get into any, like, Christian genre. Uh, Me, I am a Christian. Like, my beliefs are very important to me, but... The music itself is intended to be just for everybody, whether you're a Christian or not. It has nothing to do with that. Yeah. The songs are either faith-based or family-based. They're always, like, positive, but, you know, you don't have to be a Christian to listen to my music. Yeah. Do you feel like that came from somewhere? Like, I know, for me, one of my favorite bands is Thrice, and I know you're a fan. And so, like, they kind of got a little bit more folky later on uh, with their stuff, more acoustic, more folk. But, like, they're Christians, I I believe. Not all of them, I think. But I know the lead singer was. The lead singer potentially was. the other guys. Yeah, and then they use a lot of their lyrics come from the Bible. Oh, yeah. Or like I had no idea. Yeah, because I remember telling you that in church, and like you're like, oh, that's not a thrice song, and you were like, what? <laughs> uh, uh, put your faith in more than still. Let your treasures, whatever it is. Oh, so much uh, stuff, man. Yeah. Even like image of the invisible. Like, yeah. Holy cow. So did no you idea. take inspiration from that? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, because I don't want to be pigeonholed number one into a Christian genre. I also don't want to take advantage of the Christian music industry for any type of like benefit because I feel like that happens a lot. But like my main goal is like, yeah, I don't want to. Why would I only want to sing to people that believe the same damn thing that I believe in? Like I want to be able to give a message of positivity and hope to all people. Let's talk about and I know this is very personal to you, but I think it's important when you became a Christian again, because we were running around being wild. In our 20s, like, (laughs) wow. Idiots. Yeah, 100%, dude. Still idiots, but more idiots then. But you had a dream, (laughs) basically, that converted you back to Christianity. Yeah, because I I wouldn't say atheist, because I I would say agnostic. Agnostic, yeah. You knew that there was something, but, you know, you didn't know what it was. Or I think it was more like I didn't just didn't give a crap about it. But I heard one time that 
you know, people in the Middle East, like Muslims and stuff, that there's two reasons that people will come to Christ. And it's number one, that they see like other Christians doing good things. And number two is just in a random dream. I'm like, whoa, I'm like, that's me. So it was just a completely random dream. Nobody influenced it. Just kind of came out of nowhere. I wasn't looking for anything. It just, boom, just hit me. And I remember just waking up, just being like, okay, I'll never deny you again. Yeah. I didn't, my behaviors didn't change. Yeah. You were still struggling. I'm still a nut. Yeah, yeah. Like, no. I literally, none of my behaviors changed. Unless somebody, like, would, like, try to tear down, like, Christ or something like that, I'd, I'd back him up. You'd be like, listen here. I'll beat your ass. <laughs> 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 beat your <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> for the Lord. <laughs> I can't for the Lord. That's oh, my God. That's exactly what happened. But, yeah, I mean, I just wouldn't deny him. Like, I believe him. Like, all right, this is who he is. He is who he says he is. Like, but, yeah, I was still out being crazy and drinking, like, nuts and being and, violent and stuff. And Yeah, dude, you struggled. But through the struggle, through everything that happened, you were creating the whole time. And so that, that period of time with music, that was always your go-to thing, to kind of oh, yeah. deal with the struggle after the alcohol, right? Mm-hmm. So I know you, you've you been creating. You must have written hundreds of songs at least. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah not all of them good, but yeah, they're out there. Yeah, they're out there <laughs> if you want to listen to them. Hey everyone, it's just Duck jumping in to say thank you so much for checking out the podcast today. If you dig it, please head over to our website at improvtx.com where you can check out our calendar for all the upcoming shows in Addison, Arlington, Houston, and San Antonio. And don't forget to follow our social media, all links in the description. And with that, back to the podcast. One of those things where I know you've always been creating and you've always been proud of your creations. And even though you say they weren't good. Some of them are really great, like Squawksy McGee. Squawksy McGee was yeah. dope, dude. Yeah. What would you say is the best song you've written? What do, what do you think is like the peak of the peak? Like The right best now? song I've yeah. written? I think are actually one of the new ones that are unreleased right now. But that's kind of always how we, you feel. Yeah. I think The Tide was probably the first one that did really, really well. Playing a portion now. My firm foundation, I'm here then gone. Like a wind through mountains, I'm the restless one. So, uh, were there nice. were there any other songs that are like top tier that you would like suggest? Uh, Twilight play? Romance. Oh, people tend to like that one a lot. Play a portion now. And now the stars dance. I'll give you a sneak peek on January 13th. We're doing a cover of Free Fallen. Oh, nice. You can hear it right now. Right now.
and we're back. And all this music being played. But you're also going to play a couple songs for us here in a minute. Yep. So I, they're actually they're produced and ready to go. They'll be out in February or March. But yeah, I'm going to do two new ones tonight. What suggestions do you have to people who want to get into music? You don't. know, don't. <laughs> No, but seriously, like there's people who need inspiration that they want and they want to Honestly, play. That's kind of funny. One of my favorite artists, David Ramirez, I saw him play live once. He's like, and I met this guy and he was a plumber. He was the best musician ever, but he was a plumber. You want to know why he was a plumber and not a musician? Because he's smart. <laughs> and I'm like, that's pretty funny. Advice, just don't stop learning. Like always be a student because right now you're just like, oh, this is just what I do. Well, that might suck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just always just learn. Keep yourself humble. You're not better than anybody else. I can't stand when musicians, like, just because they think they're musicians that they're better than people. Like, no, shut up. Be humble. Be a student of your trade. Be real and authentic. When you're trying to be like somebody else, you can tell. Be real. Be authentic. But be a student and always trying to grow. What What do you do whenever you feel that negativity hits you? You're like, man, I suck and I'm terrible. Oh, man, it happens, man. It comes in waves. Yeah. Like, what was I doing the other day? I was just tired and hungry. <laughs> And I suck. suck. (laughs) I don't have any ham. There's no ham around me and I suck. (laughs) I think you just have to remind yourself that that's how everybody feels. Yeah. And it just comes in waves. Like we all do that about our own selves like without art. Like just as people. Like some days we're like super cocky and confident in ourselves and other days we're like, oh, I suck. It's the same deal with music. There's highs and lows and you just got to power power through it. When you find yourself in like those lows, do you just go play music just to get out of your system? Like in comedy, whenever I feel like I, I can't do comedy, I have to go to an open mic. And that way I remind myself like, oh, I can get on stage and actually do this. I'm not good That's at not it. That's not a bad idea because yeah. if you have a bad night, go hurry up and have another good night. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I haven't done that. Honestly, I just power through it. Sleep, wake up the next day, work on something new. Yeah. How much time do you think you dedicate a week to? Uh, God, I wish I could do so much more. I try to just do one night a week. You know, I'm married and have kids and it's just – it's hard sometimes to, to find time to do it, but like I have to force myself sometimes. Mm. Like, all right, I'm gonna do some work tonight. I mean, but you've got twenty plus years worth of playing guitar and singing under your belt. Like that's huge. So you've got the experience, you've got the talent, and you've worked on your trade for so long. And it's changed throughout time. You know, yeah. it's definitely went from like we said the punk rock to kind of like acoustic folk. Acoustic. Acoustic. How do you spell it? A Q. A Q U I. A-Q-U-E. I blame the hot wings that I ate earlier. <laughs> the acoustic music. Acoustic? Like on pole? <laughs> <laughs> Give me that acoustic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You've been playing for 20 years, so you have all this experience. Where, where do you see yourself in five years with all this? Man, I really be? hope that things will happen. There's something that could happen this year that would help tremendously. Yeah, we can't be, talk about. Yeah, it. I can't talk about that, but it, man, it would probably it would be a huge help. I'm just going slow and steady right now. You know, anything quick to rise can typically be quick to fall. So right now, I'm just going slow and steady and just grinding it out as much as physically possible. Just doing as much work, putting as much content out there as I can. I, w- I would love to do this full time someday. Do you ever think about becoming a songwriter and just giving? Yeah. you know, like giving your work. Like, you, you kind of want to get involved with that or anything yeah. like that? Yep. You know, I definitely always want to be Travis King, you know, have my own solo stuff. But I'm also a producer. I have a couple folks that I've been producing for and recording for. So there's that. So the combination of being in a studio, being an artist, and then, you know, being a songwriter, I'd also like to get into sync licensing, get into, like, movies and TVs and stuff. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We got to talk about that. I got ideas for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the combination of everything could be could be great. Yeah, dude, hundred percent. Like, and I think that once people start seeing you and hearing you, because that's a big part of it. Like, you're gonna do video this year, and like put a face to the music, and yeah. like I think it's gonna be huge. And I think you have the potential to blow up, especially if that one thing comes through that right. we can't mention. That could be amazing. But you've got the talent, and you put in the time. And you've, you've put in the work. And, like, what is luck? It's when time and hard work finally meet. Oh. You know what I mean? So you do both of those things, and there's going to be luck that comes your way where you're going to get an opportunity to do something. That'd be cool. Oh, it would be awesome. Dude. Honestly, cool. like, I, I kind of get inspired by you. Like, I know it was just years ago that I told you, like, man, just start doing something. Yeah. And you did. Look what you're at now, dude. Yeah, it's yeah. The coolest thing in the world. We're on the improv stage right now doing a podcast. He's like, like running that deal. That's yeah, crazy. It's, it's and awesome. I never thought for a second that music would ever be a, a full-time thing. And then it was literally just this last year that I'm like, you know what? It can't be. If Duck can do what he loves to do and other people can do what they love to do as a career. Like, not saying that what I do as like as my job is great, honestly. But if I could do what I'm really passionate about. And that would be like my career. I mean, that would be fantastic. It's it's hard because you chose a hobby slash career path that is undefined. And much like comedy, it's the same way. People don't know where they're going. They don't. Oh, yeah. it, it's hard to get booked. It's hard to get on a show. Do you do well on the show? Do you bomb on the show? Like you're an independent businessman. Like you're a business owner. And it's a process that takes years. Some of the best comedians I've talked to, 13, 17 years in the game. Yeah. It's insane. But, like, they get on stage and they own that stage. Yeah. That's something that you do also. Like, I don't know if you have fear at all when you get up there, but, like, you always kill it. But even since we were kids, I always thought that because you brought a lot of energy and, like, we would thrash around and have fun. You know what I mean? (laughs) That was fun. Yeah, dude. It was great. But, like, that confidence, I feel like, is still there, especially now that you like your voice. Like, before, I could always tell because you were just like, man, I don't know about my voice. Yeah. But now that you've... you've, you've Confident enough. Yeah, you've actually embraced it. Yeah, you? I don't think it's, like, as good as, like, you know, good singers, you know, but, like, my voice has a has a place to be. Raspy. Yeah. It's got that whiskey voice, even though you don't drink. <laughs> even though I don't drink. Even yeah. though you don't drink. Like, you can tell this guy used to smoke years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're totally raspy. All right, you ready to play some music? Let's do it. All right, so what's the first song going to be? Uh, we're going to play a new song called The Basement and Tidal Wave. And Tidal Wave. So yeah. The Basement's going to be first, and then Tidal Wave. You're uh, about... All right, Tidal I'm Wave. I'm Tidal Wave first. All right, so Tidal Wave is going to be first. <laughs>
Right now I could sure use a friend As I listen to silence in the sound I hear whispers and I still hear them now Like a wild rogue tied away And I was broken in telling a lie Trying to cover that thorn in my side And you came and made me whole I'm coming home Giving up faith Like a wild road tied away And I was broken Telling a lie Trying to cover that thorn My side That was awesome. And then now uh, you can't tell that I recorded this at the same time. The marvels of modern day editing. (laughs) So you heard Tidal Wave. You just played like Michael Jackson's. Yeah, yeah, I did, man. I played played Billy Jean's. Yeah, I wrote that song. And then uh, now we're going to hear The Basement. Why did I say it so creepy? The Basement. (laughs) (laughs) The Basement. It's not a happy song. To the basement where monsters come from And to our cages hiding our faces To the wild unknown To the places where no one can come No comfy stages put on display from now
All right, so we heard you play music. It was awesome. I really appreciate you coming on today. I appreciate you being my friend for so long. I love you. You are one of my best friends in the world. You're my brother. But to hear you prosper in your music and like find faith and mix those together and just be this person that I love, like I I honestly do. Like you're amazing. Like you're one of my heroes. So it's one of those things where it's just so great to see you. So thank you so much for being on the show today. I appreciate it. It was a blast. All right. Absolute blast. This has been Duck, and I've been here with. Driving King. Yes, Driving King. Yeah. And uh, support local music in any way, shape, or form that you can. Get out there and listen. Driving King will be out there. Oh, we need your socials real quick. Sort Instagram, of. something slash Driving King. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right. I'll Instagram, put in. Facebook. Um, follow me on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, YouTube oh, Music. Wait. Any, oh, yeah, any, uh, any music streaming platform, Driving King. Please follow me on Instagram. I am absolutely garbage at social media. <laughs> I really need to get that thing going. So follow on the socials. They're all linked in the description. Thank you so much. And there it is. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please head over to ImprovTX.com to check out all our upcoming shows at the Addison, Arlington, Houston, and San Antonio clubs. If you like this podcast, you might enjoy the other podcasts on the ImprovTX Comedy Network. We have The Act Out. From open mics to the big stage, comedians tell us the story they've made, where I talk to comedians from all over and chat about their journey this far. Also, check out the Black Dog Retro Arcade podcast. Straight from the arcade, we talk about how our favorite games were made. That's right, we're talking all that video game goodness. And finally, we have Quacking Up, a storytelling podcast where we pick suggestions from a hat and tell stories based upon them. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Please check out our social media, all links in the description. And with that, we'll see you on the next one.